Do you like U.S. military history, especially stories about our veterans? If you answered yes, then I know you'll enjoy Duty and Valor. Hi, I'm Wayne Marks, and each week I'll tell you the amazing stories of heroes who pushed away their fears and showed true valor on the battlefield. And although their stories are different, the common trait they all share is that they all serve with pride and lived with humility. And I'm honored to tell you their stories. Welcome back, everyone. In this episode of Duty and Valor, I'll tell you the story of a man who, along with the rest of his team, volunteered to be reinserted onto a mountainside surrounded by enemies in an effort to rescue one of their own. A man who faced heavy fire and led his unit through thigh-high snow towards the enemy. A man who would clear an enemy bunker and kill the occupying fighters. A man who would fall due to his wounds, but would regain consciousness to find himself alone. This is the story of Medal Honor recipient, U.S. Air Force Master Sergeant John A. Chapman. Born on July 14, 1965, in Springfield, Massachusetts, John Allen Chapman was one of four siblings born to parents Eugene and Terry Chapman. John would grow up in Windsor Locks, Connecticut, just north of Hartford. He was an accomplished athlete in soccer and diving, and he would go on to join the dive team at the University of Connecticut, where he majored in engineering before leaving school after his first semester. Wanting to do something different with his life, John would enlist in the U.S. Air Force in September of 1985. Upon completing basic military and technical training, he would first be stationed at Lowry Air Force Base in Colorado as an information systems operator. This desk job wasn't what he really wanted in a military career, so he would go on to train for, test, and become accepted into the training school known as INDOC. INDOC was where candidates for combat control and pararescue special forces were put through some of the most rigorous training among all special forces in the U.S. military. It was reported that John and friend Joe Maynard were the only two combat control team members to graduate in July of 1990. He would now don the iconic Scarlet Beret, which signified his position within this elite force. Air Force combat control teams are one of the lesser-known special operations forces in our military. In a very brief overview, they are elite and highly trained operators who are specialized in air-ground communication, air traffic control, reconnaissance, search and rescue, and fire support, among other capabilities from covert locations behind enemy lines, which is why they have the motto, First There. Another major event in Sergeant Chapman's life also occurred in 1990, when he met his future wife. While on leave in Pennsylvania, he would meet Valerie Novak, a nursing student from Winder, Pennsylvania, and the two would go on to have two daughters named Madison and Brianna. Sergeant Chapman would go on to be assigned to units based at Pope Air Force Base, North Carolina, and Kadena Air Base in Okinawa, Japan, before finding himself back in North Carolina. It was reported that Sergeant Chapman was looking to end his military career before the terrorist attacks on September 11, 2001 would change his plans. As others from the 24th Special Tactics Squadron were assigned to support other units on the imminent war on terror, Sergeant Chapman would find himself attached to SEAL Team 6 of the U.S. Navy. But soon, the death of his grandmother would see him take an emergency leave to tend to his family, so his deployment to Afghanistan was temporarily delayed. In March 2002, Sergeant Chapman and the Navy SEAL team which he was assigned to were part of Operation Anaconda. 
which was a large-scale battle between U.S. coalition forces against Al-Qaeda and Taliban forces during Operation Enduring Freedom. They were tasked with setting up fighting positions on Takugar, which is a mountain in the Arma mountain range in southeast Afghanistan. On the night of March 4th, Razor 3, the Chinook helicopter bringing Sergeant Daly and the Navy SEALs to the top of the mountain, came under heavy fire. While Razor 3 was trying to evade rocket-propelled grenades along with small arms and machine gun fire, Navy SEAL Petty Officer First Class Neil Roberts fell out of the helicopter. The helicopter was then forced to land four and a half miles away from where Roberts had fallen. Upon landing, Sergeant Chapman along with the Navy SEALs all wanted to immediately get back to Petty Officer Roberts. So Sergeant Chapman began relaying their coordinates to another helicopter which was en route to pick them up. In a first for our nation, the actions which would lead Sergeant Chapman being awarded the Medal of Honor would be recorded on video. As the battle was raging, a CIA Predator drone was circling overhead, giving leadership a bird's eye view of the battlefield. As soon as the men were aboard, the helicopter quickly brought them back and inserted them meters from where they believed to be Petty Officer Roberts' location. But as soon as they exited the helicopter, they were fired upon from at least three directions. Though moving through thigh-high snow, Sergeant Chapman is seen making his way directly toward an occupied bunker. Undeterred, he continued to make his way toward the two fighters who were firing at him and the other men from the advantage of an elevated position. He was able to overrun their position on his own and kill both of the men. Within meters of the cleared bunker was a second bunker which was occupied by several enemy fighters. These men were more heavily armed than those in the first bunker. Along with AK-47s, they also had grenades, rocket-propelled grenades, and a heavy machine gun. The video then shows that Sergeant Chapman, who was followed closely behind by his team leader, began to engage the second bunker. As they moved forward, Sergeant Chapman was hit twice by enemy fire and fell back into the first bunker. The rest of the Navy SEAL team continued firing on the bunker, but weren't able to secure it as they were suffering additional casualties. The SEALs knew they were facing a situation that they could not overcome. The enemy had the firepower to inflict more casualties and keep them from advancing any further. Knowing they could not recover the bodies of Petty Officer Roberts and Sergeant Chapman, the decision was made to make a tactical retreat back down the mountain in order to save the lives of the remaining team members. Once at a safer distance, the SEALs called in an airstrike on the enemy positions from an Air Force AC-130 gunship. The enemy on the ridge faced a relentless barrage of 105mm howitzer rounds fired from the gunship, though not all enemy forces were neutralized by the airstrikes. This enabled the SEALs to continue their retreat, which spared them additional losses. Unknown to the SEAL team, there was one other person on that ridge that was still alive. Thought to have been killed in action, Sergeant Chapman regained consciousness and began to engage the remaining enemy. Though bleeding heavily and mortally wounded from at least one of the two rounds, he was able to continue to fight on against at least two dozen men. Astounded by what they would hear, Sergeant Chapman was able to place radio calls which were heard from other Special Forces operators in the area. For unknown reasons, he was never able to respond directly to any attempts made to communicate back to him. The drone footage shows Sergeant Chapman engaging the enemy from a position within the first bunker which he had cleared earlier in the night. While firing at him, an enemy fighter is seen making his way towards the bunker in an attempt to kill Sergeant Chapman. 
Footage would go on to show Sergeant Chapman fighting the enemy in hand-to-hand combat. While fighting for his life, many other enemy fighters were making their way towards his position. At this time, Sergeant Chapman heard an incoming helicopter, and his fight changed from one of only self-preservation to one which added support for the approaching quick reaction force. Though knowing he was low on ammunition, he would leave the bunker and lay down fire in all directions. Now suffering from as many as 12 wounds, Sergeant Chapman continued his fight, even after the helicopter was hit by a rocket-propelled grenade. The helicopter was able to make a controlled landing just downhill of Sergeant Chapman's position. He would continue to lay down suppressive fire in an attempt to protect the other men. Unfortunately, as the quick reaction force exits the helicopter, some of the men are shot and killed. The video shows Sergeant Chapman fighting the enemy at close quarters before succumbing to his wounds. In total, he sustained 16 wounds, including the fatal shot he received through his heart. His actions were attributed to saving the lives of 23 American servicemen. On his last day, Sergeant Chapman exemplified his yearbook quote in which he wrote, Give yourself before asking of someone else. Sergeant Chapman would receive the Air Force Cross for his selfless actions upon that ridge that day, though his award would later be upgraded to the Medal of Honor 16 years later. On August 22, 2018, President Trump awarded the Medal of Honor to Sergeant Chapman's widow Valerie. Also in attendance were his mother Terry and John and Valerie's daughters Brianna and Madison. On the following day, he was posthumously promoted to the rank of Master Sergeant. In addition to the Medal of Honor, some of the awards that Sergeant Chapman received were a Purple Heart, Air Force Commendation Medal, Air Force Achievement Medal, and the Air Force Combat Action Medal. Master Sergeant Chapman was laid to rest at St. Mary's Byzantine Catholic Church Cemetery in Winbur, Pennsylvania. If you would like to learn more about Master Sergeant Chapman's story, there is a highly rated book that was written by Dan Schilling and Sergeant Chapman's sister Lori Longeritz titled Alone at Dawn. Thank you for listening, and if you enjoyed this week's show, we kindly ask that you follow us and leave a review and five-star rating. And join us next week where we'll tell you the story of another true American hero.